You are listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help us spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help others find this podcast. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. I was determined to be here this morning because we are going into a revival next Sunday morning. And um, when I grew up as a kid, we had revival every spring and every fall. That's just what the churches did back then. And I've never been that mindset because honestly, I have felt that every Sunday we've had revival. I've just felt that way. Uh, Down through the years, there's been times where I felt like we needed a revival. And I have felt that for weeks. So we, I titled today's message, Personal Revival. Personal. Stand with me for the reading of the word. And uh, Aaron, why don't you have uh, Wilma bless the reading of the word here in a minute, all right? So. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, Father. That's, that's all right, that's all right. And I ask you today, God, mm-hmm. that Lord, first, Lord, that you would touch my pastor. Mm-hmm. Father, I pray that God, a healing virtue would flow from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, God. God, I pray for a special anointing would rest upon my pastor this morning, Lord. God, I pray that God, as he brings the word forth, that God, you would open our ears to let us hear what your servant has for us this morning. And God, if there's one here that don't know you, That, God, I pray that before he or she leaves this place, Lord, that, God, they will encounter a relationship with you, Lord. And, God, I'm not going to fail to praise you this morning, God. And we ask it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Remain standing as we read the word. And let let me say, too, I stood at the Wyndham office this morning, as I have for 28 years, and it just blesses me to watch you come here. It blesses my heart, Corey and Jennifer, to see you bringing your family to church. It touched my heart this morning to see our seniors, some of them struggling to get out of a car, to come to the house of the Lord. Bless my heart. Rodney, to watch you this morning. You're supposed to be playing a guitar, but you can't play a guitar with both hands up. It blessed my heart. I don't care if you ever hit a note. At least you're not hitting the wrong note. (laughs) So what I was going to record yesterday's or this morning's message yesterday at four. Uh, My plan was to have a backup in case I wasn't able to come. And I called him. I said, I'm coming because this is important. What God, the last two nights I've been up since one o'clock. I've not taken naps during the day and it's been a good thing. Because I've been able to be in the presence of the Lord. And maybe the only way God can get my attention sometimes is in the middle of the night. So what I believe today, I'm trying to help you before you need help. Chew on that. Personal revival. I don't care how 
bad eyes look and cry. Second Chronicles 16, verse 9, the very first part of that verse. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. You hear that? What's he looking for? To show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. He's not looking for somebody that's wax cold. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong. He's showing himself strong when you and I need him. But he ain't showing himself. He's not looking. I'm not saying he's done away with you. But he's looking for those whose heart is perfect toward him. And I can only speak to myself. My heart ain't always perfect. And I hate to bust your bubble, but yours isn't either. We've already had the blessing. You may be seated. Now listen to me. The Bible says, and I appreciate that applause right there, but this is something throughout the night, the last two nights that has been on my mind that I'm not interested in the applause. So throughout this message, it can be as quiet as it can be. The Bible says that as your pastor, I am a watcher of your soul. A watcher. The Lord searches throughout the whole earth for people who are totally committed to him. According to that verse, he longs to strengthen and to deliver those that's heart is right. Can somebody say amen? So as long as this was written, long ago that this was written, this is a promise still for us today. It is a promise of strength with no expiration date. I pulled a thing of pineapple out of the refrigerator last night, never been opened at my house, and I looked at the expiration date, and it had expired. It was no good. I threw it in a garbage can. But God's strength, it has no shelf life. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is perpetually fresh. And that's why we need a personal revival. We need a refreshing, a refreshing. Do you hear what I'm saying? So the, the eyes of the Lord, they never droop. Think about that. They, they never close. Uh, his eyes are on those whose hearts are right with him. I've got to read it again for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. This is a wonderful stand-alone verse. But it doesn't stand alone. It has context. 
It's wrapped up in three chapters in 2 Chronicles. And it's woven into a story in the Bible involving one of the kings of Judah by the name of Asa. Asa reigned in Jerusalem 41 years. Do you think we can learn something from a man that reigned in Jerusalem for 41 years? The story of King Asa occupies three consecutive chapters in 2 Chronicles, but it also really has like three separate chapters of his life. So let's look and learn something from this man. The first chapter in 2 Chronicles chapter 14, according to verse one, Asa advanced to the throne of Judah upon the death of his father, King Abijah. For 10 long years, now think about that, that is a decade, all went well. The young man confronted no enemies and he fought no wars. He was in a great season in his life. Sometime in the middle of the night, I remember saying to my wife back about a year or two ago, I said, things in our life are perfect right now. I said, if we could just freeze this time. But Rusty, I looked at her and I said, it don't work that way. 10 long years, this man that was in charge lived a peaceful life. He, he, he didn't have to confront any enemies and he fought no wars. Now listen to 2 Chronicles chapter 14, verse two and three. And Asa did that which was good. Do you hear what brought him his peace? He did that which was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. For he took away the altars of the strange gods. He did some house cleaning and the high places, and he broke down the images and cut down the groves. Asa destroyed the idols and sought to cleanse the land of idolatry and bring revival to Judah. There's some idols in our lives that we need to bring down. We need to restore the altar of God. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? Even though I said you don't have to applaud, you can still somebody say amen. So 2 Chronicle is the Bible's manual on revival. In promoting revival in his own day, Asa commanded Judah to seek the Lord. You know, the Bible said, if we'll draw nigh unto him, he will draw nigh unto us. My name isn't Asa, but I am your pastor. For whatever reason, God placed me here almost 28 years ago, and I'm commanding that we seek the Lord and we seek a personal revival. Somebody go ahead and go ahead, I know, and just, I shouldn't even have put that out there. Just give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. For 10 years, the nation of Judah enjoyed peace and prosperity under a young leader whose life and leadership displayed a touch from God. We are all leaders in some way. We are all leaders in some form or fashion. Do you understand? How many knows trouble comes sooner or later? Trouble will come to my house. 
Trouble will come to your house. Sooner or later, trouble will show up. Almost without a warning. A powerful enemy threatened Judah with sudden destruction. Asa's army was outnumbered. They had a million men, and he had a half a million men. It doesn't look like the odds are real good. But somewhere I read, Vern, if God be for us, who can be against us? Do you understand what I'm saying? It didn't look good when the Israelites were standing at the Red Sea. It didn't look good when Daniel was laying in the lion's den. It didn't look good when Lazarus was in the tomb. But when God is in it, it don't matter how much you and I or America is outnumbered. God is still in control. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Looked like he was outnumbered. These are the moments that demand strength. I was laying on the couch sometime in the middle of the night and I preached this message a hundred times in the last week. I'll be glad to get it off my chest because I've worn it out in my mind to where I can't even sleep at nighttime. And this verse came to my mind. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But will, but I will, but I will. Remember the name of the Lord our God. We've been through some difficult times I watched a man, a friend of mine, walk through the parking lot this morning and just married his 60-year-old wife. It done my heart good, sir. Because you've remembered the name of the Lord. We've buried people. We've, we've struggled. We've, we've had a rough year. I'm here to bring to remembrance to your mind that we don't trust in the government. We don't trust in your neighbor. You don't trust your pastor. You trust in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. So what is your initial response in the time of crisis? Mine wasn't good back in April. I kind of had a moment of falling apart. I just like to be real and be honest with you. I'm not on a pedestal. I don't have it all down pat. What's your initial response to a crisis? Is it intense fear? And a lot of you are going through some difficult crises. 2 Timothy 1 and 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. If God didn't give us a spirit of fear, where would it come from? The enemy. Crystal, do you hear me? He's a liar. We need daily strength to face the problems of life. Daily strength. It's coming to your house. The problems of life are coming to your house. Whether you want them to or not, they're coming to your house. Romans 8 and 31, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Do you hear me? In all. That means a pandemic. That means America messed up from the floor up in all these things. You and I that are blood-bought, we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. So when Asa heard of the news of the coming invasion, here he'd been 10 years 
It had been peaceful. Now he's got word that he's in trouble. Here's how he responded. Second Chronicles 14 and 11, and Asa cried unto the Lord his God. And he said, Lord, it is nothing with thee to help. Lord, this is nothing. They may have a million, and I got a half a million, but I got you. This is nothing for thee to help. Whether with many or with them that have no power. Then he said, help us. Help us. Oh, Lord, our God, why don't we cry out, help us. Oh, Lord, our God, in the midst of the storm, when everything's falling apart, why don't we cry out, oh, Lord, help us, God. For we rest on thee, he said, and in, that name, in, and in thy name we go against this multitude, oh, Lord. Lord, it's a multitude, but we're going against it in your name. Thou art our God. Let no man prevail against thee. He acknowledged that the Lord alone could help. And I'm telling you right now, in America today, the only answer is the Lord God Almighty. No other name other than the name above every other name. His name is Jesus. He's still God. He's still on the throne. He's still in control. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. In this verse, he asked God for the victory. We asked God this morning for Danielle for the victory. Sometimes you've got to ask him, do you hear me? The Lord responded to the king's prayer and he responded to his faith. Judah destroyed the enemy. Their victory is described in the rest of the chapter. They destroyed the victory. Asa's life, earlier I said it has three chapters. Let's look at the second chapter, so to speak, of his life. In 2 Chronicles chapter 15, very important. Anytime we have a great victory, and Asa just had a great victory. Now I'm speaking to you and myself. Anytime we have a great victory in our lives, we are in danger of pride. We are in danger of apathy. We are in danger of fatigue. Just life. You get a new job, you think you got it made. You get a new car, you get a new house, we get prideful, we start working harder to gain more things, and things are just things. Be careful. You get caught up in worshiping the blessing instead of the blesser. Trouble will come sooner. Do you hear me? Be careful. God did something wonderful for Asa. He sent him a prophet by the name of Azariah to remind him and to remind his people to renew their commitment to God. I'm here today to remind myself because I get out of balance. There's a lot of things on my bucket list that I want to do in my life. But as I thought, the last two nights with the Lord. My bucket list is a great thing. But I wasn't called to anything on my bucket list. 
I was called, first of all, to serve the Lord. And then I was called to share with you people. Be careful that you don't get sidetracked. Here's what 2 Chronicles 15, 1 and 7. And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Obed. And he went out to meet Asa. And he said unto him, Hear you me, Asa. Hear me, Asa. Hear me, Jewel City. And all Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you while you be with him. Listen to me, church. The Lord is with you while you be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. For if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Now for a long season, Israel, you've been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law, but when they in their trouble did turn to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. And in, these, and in those times, there was no peace to him that went out, nor to him that came in. But great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the countries. Listen to this. Nothing's changed. And nation was destroyed of nation. And cities destroyed of cities. For God did vex them with all adversity. Verse 7, be strong therefore and let not your hands be weak. For your work shall be rewarded. These were difficult times. This was troublesome. These were dark times. It was unsafe, according to this scripture, to even travel. Has anything changed? A week ago, a lady got on a subway in Philadelphia and was raped. And for 40 minutes, 10 other passengers sat and watched and videoed it and I could go on and on and on, wake up and realize we are in dark times. We need a personal, I won't speak for you. Yeah, I will. I need a personal revival and you need a personal revival. You need to hear what I'm saying to you. The prophet challenged Asa and the people to be strong in the Lord. Don't get sidetracked. Asa, what, how did he respond here? The second chapter of his life, he consumed the message. Verse eight says that on hearing the sermon, the king took courage. And Asa summoned the people to a nationwide religious Commitment, service. He summoned them. When you are summoned, you are appointed. You are called to be here. I'm summoning Jewel City Church to our revival. And I'll go there a little further, a little later. So let's think about Asa. Perhaps the strain of the crisis had drained his emotions. 
I kind of feel like I'm there. And I kind of feel like I ain't the only one in the house. There's a lot going on. But a word from the Lord restored his passion. The last two nights, I've probably slept six, seven hours in the last 50 hours. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. And in the middle of the night, I was thinking and I was worshiping and I was praying and I said, God, it's been a rough year. But I wouldn't trade this past year for anything. If I had a choice to sleep the last two nights or to be in the presence of the Lord, I'll be in the presence of the Lord because it has refreshed me. I'm tired physically, but spiritually I've been refreshed and it's just a beginning. It's just a beginning because we're gonna pray for revival. I'm gonna ask you to fast this week however God sees, sees fit to lay on your heart to fast and fasting means giving up some kind of food. It's not giving up Facebook for a week. The doors are gonna be open from seven o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night. You come as you can this week and let's pray ahead of time for revival. I'm not finished. The rest of the chapter describes how he initiated another revival, another movement of God. And this time it extended the message of the Lord to newly acquired territories. Stretch forth our territory, stretch forth our tent, Lord. That's where you come into play. You and I have the answer. We have cards, invitations gonna be handed out for revival. They're not for the sun visor of your car. They're not floor mats. They're an invitation that could help somebody else get refreshed and be revived. If the story had ended right there with Asa, he would go on down as one of the greatest kings of all times in history if the story had stopped there. But the story didn't stop there. Let's look at the last chapter of the king's life. In the king's 35th year of his reign, the king changed. I've been here 28 years. I don't want to make the same mistakes he made. You've been walking with the Lord a long time, a lot of you. You don't want to make the same mistakes that he made. He changed his disciplines eroded. We got the world telling us if it feels good, do it. That's a lie from the devil. He no longer listened to the preaching of the prophets and he no longer trusted God with the crisis in his life. He could handle it on his own. What he didn't realize, he needed a personal revival. But he had grown disinterested. Wasn't interested. Are you interested? Remember earlier I said I want to help you before you need help? That's what I'm trying to do. How many of the old school remember castor oil? <laughs> you could have an ingrown toenail, man. You get, get a shot of castor oil. It'd make everything all right. I ain't trying to give you castor oil. 
I believe the Lord has given me a word for such a time as this. According to 2 Chronicles chapter 16, Asa faced another threat. And rather than rely on God that had led him through time and time again, he entered, entered into a military alliance with Syria. He took the golden and silver vessels from the temple of God to pay Syria to come into alignment and to protect him and his people. How did this happen to a king that had been 35 years faithful? It turned out it was a disaster. What caused this disaster? Asa didn't pray. He didn't seek the Lord. He didn't call on his people to repentance. He didn't call for a revival. I'm trying to help you before you need help. I'm trying to help you before your wife tells you she no longer loves you. I'm trying to help you before you have to make a major decision in your life. I'm trying to help you before you have to bury somebody. I'm trying to help you. Keep your head above water. I'm trying to help you before you need help. Pray. Seek the Lord. And ask God for a personal revival. He commanded God's sacred vessels to induce the Syrian government to come to his defense. That's when another preacher showed up. We got three preachers showing up next week. I wonder what they got to say to us. Are you interested for a personal revival? This prophet, this preacher was named Hanani. And I like him because he minced no words. I like it old school. I like it gun barrel straight. We don't watch TV hardly anymore. We watch Netflix, whatever Netflix is. And the only show we watch is Heartland. Check it out. And it's old school. And Jack's the grandpa. And Jack just tells it like it is. It kind of reminded me of Hanani. And at that time, Hanani the seer came to Asa, king of Judah, and said unto him, because thou hast relied on the king of Syria and not relied on the Lord thy God, therefore is the host of the king of Syria escaped out of thine hand. Then he talks about the past wars. Were not the Ethiopians and the Libyans a huge host? They were, they were mighty with very many chariots and horsemen, yet... Because thou didst rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thy hand, Asa. That brings us back to verse 9 where we started. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Asa, how did he respond to this prophet? Before he heeded the word, Pastor Reed. He listened. How did he respond? He responded bitterly. 
throwing the prophet into prison. He brutally oppressed some of his own people. And in the aftermath of it all, he lost his footing. Literally lost his footing. Stand with me. Somebody come to the piano. That don't mean anything, all right? Because I got a little ways to go. Listen to what happened to him in verse 12. And Asa in the 30 and 9 year of his reign was diseased in his feet until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease he sought not to the Lord. What has happened to this man, Lynn? He sought only the physicians and Asa slept with his fathers and died in the one and fortieth year of his reign. In year 41, he died. How can a man, how can a man be a spiritual leader in his nation, bring about revival, trust God in times of crisis and then late in life mess up and turn from God and end up a failure. How could it happen? I don't understand it. But Jimmy, I know it happens. And there's not a one of us that are above that. Not a one of us. It can happen to any one of us. I want you to hear what the Apostle Paul was concerned about. Apostle Paul had written over two-thirds of the New Testament. Listen, even the Apostle Paul was concerned about falling away. And I'm concerned. And I'm going to share a little later why. He told, Paul told the Corinthians, he said in 1 Corinthians 9 and 27, but I keep under my body and I bring it into subjection lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be not a castaway. When Paul says he might be declared unfit, some translations say unfit, when he said castaway, he does not mean it, he could lose, that he would lose his salvation, but rather the privilege. He could lose the privilege of telling others about Christ. Be careful. Be careful. So how can you and I avoid the same mistakes that Asa made? You see, when we confessed our sins, when we acknowledged we needed a Savior, when we were born again, at that moment, we were redeemed. We were heaven bound. But along the way, just like his 10 years, Pastor Eric, of peace, along the way, we have many opportunities to reaffirm. Many opportunities to reaffirm that decision. Along the way, we have many opportunities to deepen that relationship. Along the way, we have many opportunities to rededicate ourselves to the Lord. If you are living only on what you experienced the day of salvation in your life, you are running dry. 
running dry. King Asa somehow got away from loving the word of God. I would say King Asa got to the place where he missed a day at the house of God. I'd say he got to the place that then he missed a week. Then he missed a month. This thought came to my mind this morning, my Uncle John. He was born, his mom took him, he was four or five. She was a single mother. She couldn't make ends meet, and she walked him up a sidewalk. He had no idea where he was going. She rang the doorbell, and she told him to stay there, and she left him at a boy's home. And he lived there till he was around 16 or 17 years old. A little later, he married my aunt, which had several kids, I believe five kids. They never had children together. My Uncle John, we buried him with COVID back in December. Two and a half years ago, my Uncle John came to me. He said, I entered into this world by myself pretty much, alone. He said, I'm thinking about selling my house and going to the nursing home at the VA. Maybe, maybe I'll just die alone. My uncle was faithful to God, man. He was faithful. I couldn't sleep that night. I told my wife, I said, let's remodel the barn out there. Let's put him in an apartment. And he died. He lived with us a little over two years. When my uncle died, he had $4,608 to his name. $4,000. I'll never forget it. $608 to his name. My Uncle John was happy every day. Every day. He didn't worry about nothing. And here was the key to his life. And this is where Asa messed up. My Uncle John had a daily, daily, daily meeting with God. TV off, daily prayer time, daily time of reading the Word. And he would always say, boy, I had great worship last night in the barn. Daily, I'm trying to help you before you need help. Maybe Asa thought he could just rely on past spiritual experiences. <laughs> if that's what you're thinking, the devil's lied to you. You can't survive on past spiritual experiences. Can I tell you, I'm preaching it myself. Maybe his daily walk with the Lord was crowded by his schedule. Huh. That's me. That's me. I'm sure it ain't nobody else in the house because you're all at the foot of the cross. Don't quit before you finish. Rededicate. So now I'm going to go a little different direction. I got some things on my mind that I'm confused about. For several weeks as a church, we have prepared as a staff to roll it out today. We've already ordered the invitations to a black tie event, a gala. Gala. It's a nice fancy dinner raise money to finish the new building the last two nights being with the Lord the Lord said you cancel that gala 
I'll build that building. I'm not saying we won't have it in the spring, but he said, all your mind's going to be on because it would take the staff a tremendous amount of work the next three weeks. It was November 12th. We're going to focus on revival. Revival. A lot of people going through some difficult times right now. Gasoline, $3 and something a gallon. Everything you buy in the store, more money. We don't need the timings wrong for the gala. God will build the building. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I'm confused on some things. Why do we need a revival? Because a lot of people are losing their jobs because of a mandate. I've had people calling me, asking me to sign papers. I've shared with them all, you write the letter, your belief, I'll sign testifying that I'm your pastor. I'm not going to sign no paper saying it's against my belief or my church's belief. Our church, it's not my church. There's a lot of stress going on and I'm confused. And I'm not against the vaccine. I was vaccinated. A week ago, I had the infusion when I got sick. I'm not against it. But the same group of people that tell you and I that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's choice, it's her own body. She has the right to decide if she wants to murder a baby is the same group of people telling you and I that it is mandated that we be vaccinated. So I'm not against the vaccine, I'm against the mandate. But So I watched a video a while back of a pastor. Man, he was cranked up. Division is what the enemy is about. It's all about division. Nothing's ever changed. We've been divided. We have the greatest and the largest army on the planet is the body of Christ. But we've been divided. We got the non-denomination, we got the Church of Christ, the First Baptist, the Second Baptist, the Free Will Method, I could go on and on. We've been divided. Now we've been divided on every other issue, on every other issue. So just as the Israelites were at the Red Sea and knew not what to do, the only answer was the Lord. The only answer is for a personal revival. Because when you and I receive a personal revival, then it spews over to a corporate revival. Listen, we've got this thing down. The Bible speaks as of the lion and the lamb. The church has been the lamb. We've been the lamb too long. And we don't have no roar. We need a personal revival so we can have a roar and take back America through God only. Now listen to me. 
something else I'm confused about. I need a pen. Somebody give me a pen. Somebody give me a pen. I thought I had one. I thought I had one. It's coming at me. That's it. One time I said I needed a watch and 50 guys threw a watch at me. I need a pen because I jotted these things down this morning and I want to mark them off because I don't want to miss none. I'm confused. I'm confused. Why do we need a personal revival? Because I'm confused that all through the history of America, generation after generation going back to the birth of America, there has been battles. And our ground and foreign land has been saturated with Americans' blood. And every generation has a battle. Every generation. And I believe we're in our battle with this pandemic. I'm confused that 80,000 people can go to a football game. 80,000. Turn every station on yesterday. 80,000 people in stadiums, college football, watch it on pro football today, watch it on the Major League Baseball. Our theaters are filled back up again. NASCAR is filled back again. I'm confused. I'm confused. Now you need to hear me live stream. And those watching on WBOY, you need to hear me. If you have an underlying condition, then I don't blame you for staying home. But everywhere I go, I see people that says from this church, I'm confused, I'm confused. I got people who see me everywhere I go. Roadhouse, mall, gas station. Hey, Pastor, we ain't been there in about a year, but we're still with you. You're still with me. This ain't a financial message. I'm a numbers man. Our finances are great. I'm trying to help you before you need help. If you're at home on live stream, you're watching on WBOI, and you have underlying conditions, I want you to stay home. But it amazes me, I'm confused. That word's been on my spirit. We don't miss a little league ball game. We don't miss a soccer. We don't miss dance. We gang up with our buddies and go play golf. Here's what I've determined. You go where you want to go, okay? So you that are watching at home that don't have an issue, you got an issue because you're in the wrong house this morning. Because the Bible said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together in the house of the Lord, even greater so as you see that day approaching. I'm confused. Check that one off. You've been deceived. You've been deceived. Here's another list I got. Another item on my list. I'm confused. Confused. When I was a kid, it, it, it really ain't all that late, is it? 
When I was a kid, I said I had a drug problem. Mom and dad drugged my hand into church and I'm so thankful. I'm confused. Because when I was a kid and went to church, we had revival, we didn't have kids church. You sat there on a the pew. And I slept through a lot of good messages. But the word will never go out and return void. Never go out and return void. God, while I was sleeping, was preparing me for my destiny. Here's, here's what I'm confused about. Pastor, I'd love to come to revival, but our kids are in school. Here's my confusion. Little League plays on school nights in the spring till 10 o'clock at night. Am I right, Mike? I believe it's 10 o'clock. It used to be 10 o'clock at night. I'm confused. I've had kids in sports, Mike, <laughs> Mike and Mike. Where's Daryl and Daryl? <laughs> I've driven to Beckley, Charleston, get home 11.30 at night. You've had dance teams, you know what I'm talking about. But we can't come to church during a revival unless we got kids church. We're not having kids church. We're having revival. I'm trying to help you before you need help. When your kid starts to go haywire, something will come into their mind. Something will come into their spirit that says, when I was a kid and I was in revival and I heard a man of God say, huh, I'm trying to help you before you need help. I got one more thing. I think one more. Man, I wrestled with this during the night last night. And I started praying that God today would birth in people a vision of politics. That God would raise up people here. And I even said, God, I don't know where I could fit in on that. But I'm telling you, if there's some kind of office that won't hinder what I'm doing, and God, you open that door, I'll step through it because we have allowed heathens on both sides of the aisle. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If you only vote Republican, if you only vote Republican, then you're probably out of the will of God. If you only vote Democrat, that's all you'll vote is just Democrat because that's your party or Republican, you are probably out of the will of God because I vote Jesus. I vote Jesus. Do you hear me? Kingdom principles. Does the Bible not say upon his shoulders, the government shall be upon his shoulders? You pray and ask God where you can fit in. If this sweep across the nation, will take back a nation. Do you hear me? Confused. We need a revival. And it don't have to wait and start next Sunday morning. The Psalter's open. Pastor Kerry, sing something. Sing something. Give. And when all the worshipers come back, all the, all the worshipers come back on the platform. I started to ask for that, and I didn't. Thank you, Jesus. 
This altar is open, church. my people which are called by my name will humble themselves pray seek my face repent I will hear their cry from heaven and I will heal their land he said if my people he's talking to all of us Father, forgive me. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Cleanse me, God. Forgive our church. Forgive each family. Forgive us, God, for putting everything else ahead of you. Stir within us, God. Cleanse us, Father. Forgive our nation. Give our nation, God. I see teardrops clear across the altar the first two steps. That blesses my heart. That's a place don't need clean this week. That's where our altar should be. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every message is a salvation message. Jesus loves you. Is your heart right? Are you right with the Lord? I'm not going to come to you. If you're not right with the Lord, would you slip your hand up real high, real quick? Slip your hand up and say, Today, Pastor, right here in my seat, I want to give my life to the Lord. Is there anybody? Anybody this morning? Anybody at all? I'll wait just a moment or so. Make sure you're right. Make sure you're right. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Is there anybody in the house that said, Pastor, I need a rededication. I've recommitted myself today. I need a change in my life. Would you slip your hand toward heaven? And the Lord sees those hands. The Lord sees those hands. Let's put our hands together and bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast.